Welcome to what's new on the scene. Today I'm chatting with High Pedestrian. Would you like to introduce yourselves and sort of the origins of your band? Sure. Um, well, I'm lucky. I'm one of the luckies. Um, do we want to just go around and introduce all the dudes and then we'll talk about the origin? Yeah, sure. I'm the second lucky. Lucky. I'm Liam. I'm the lead guitarist. <clears throat> I'm Jake. I'm the bassist. Oh, yeah. Lucky too. What do you do? Oh, I play drums. Yeah. <laughs> Nice, and I play, I play guitar and I sing. I, I forgot what I did there for a second. And sometimes keys, but yeah, I sing. And High Pedestrian started, um, golly, well, we all went to uni together, slash still do. Um, mm. Got a pretty cool origin story with me and, me and Lockie too there. Um, I was busking one night and... He came over and introduced himself and was like, hey, I'm Lockie. And I was like, hey, I'm Lockie. And uh, it was like, I want to I want to jam with you. Uh, and he actually lived around the corner. This was on Beaumont Street in Hamilton um, and proposed we scuttle around the corner and pick up his drum kit. So that's exactly what we did. And so our first meeting was it was a musical one. And we were just busking on the street and people were dancing and throwing money at us and it was it was great and then we stayed up till the early hours talking about the universe and life and all that stuff and uh yeah a friendship was born and uh, a few months later like he was like i'm gonna go to uni do some music study and i thought that was a pretty good idea and it was on our orientation that i met liam here um yeah. and so yeah it was kind of written on the wall from where I'm sitting, pretty, like from the get-go. Really crazy thinking about it, hey. Predestined, perhaps. Yeah. Um, but anyway, does anyone else want to weigh into that story? Um, um, should you talk quickly about sh like Sugar Gob and then okay. why we ended up? True. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, well, Sugar Gob was and is still uh, my solo project, which I kind of like release things under when I'm just noodling around at home or have songs that aren't applicable in a band context or stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I think, oh, so th this band was born also, we met Jake at some point during our studies. I think I noticed he had an MGM t-shirt and he seemed pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and we, we wound up in a group together for collaborative music making and really enjoyed that experience. And so last year, in semester two, I needed a backing band um, for my my like solo pieces, and I thought these guys would do a great job. Like I knew Lucky was a great drummer. I loved working with Jake and Liam, and so we became Sugar Gob and the Objects of Desire, uh, and then that it all just flowed so nicely and just organically. Mm. Uh, and then yeah, we started playing a few gigs and getting around a bit and having a lot of fun and it sort of began to grow into its own thing and we we changed to high pedestrian um because we wanted the band to feel like our band rather than like one guy and the other guys you know mm. that implied not we sort of but you know what i mean and we sort of hit this point <laughs> with the development of the songs where like it started to go in a particular direction and, and some of the songs at the very start of the formation of the band became a bit irrelevant. Mm. And um, 
as well as like marketing the side for that genre as well yeah. Like, yeah and it steers from what sugar gum was to begin with so i guess we kind of all thought maybe it's more free-flowing if we create our own thing <clears throat> and then leave like lucky to keep his like name and then basically just he can extend on that and that's his project and not change anything yeah in that regard i guess like that that kind of made sense i guess mm -hmm. it's more room for the sound to breathe when it's its own yeah. separate project absolutely yeah yeah and everyone has input this way and it's just it's just better like the the whole is greater than the sum of its parts yeah, yeah. and i really miss jamming i really miss <laughs> jamming <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. So when did each of you become interested in music and can you play multiple instruments? We all can play multiple instruments. I know that. Yeah. That's a good one for Liam though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take it away. <laughs> um, so but like all band instruments, I guess, like I love guitar most of all, but throughout my life I have, definitely had phases of other stuff and kind of just buying random shit and mucking around seeing what happens and like flute piano and I started learning drums first and bass and stuff and like with this generation of music I feel like it all kind of ends up coming together which I'm sure the other guys can definitely um back that it's just you're so like you love the music so much and you're so all the videos and information available on how to play all this stuff is just out there now and there's no reason why you can't grab an instrument, like a really cheaper $200, $100 instrument and just be like, yeah, I'm going to learn this or give this a shot, you know? And it's it's just really rewarding. It's If you don't feel like playing guitar, if you're a guitarist, you can just pick up something else and just give it a shot, you know? It's like... ADD generation. Um, I play drums and I like fiddle with production and I can strum a few chords and stuff like that, but mainly drums and, and production. You can um, sing too. Yeah. Oh, you can thanks sing. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> You're probably better at guitar than you think. You can oh, sing and play guitar. Maybe. That's pretty <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Um, but, yeah, started playing drums when I was about 11 or 12, um, and I'm almost 25, so it's been over 12 years. Um, and, yeah, similar to Liam, like, you you start somewhere you fiddle around with some other things and then you come back and you find that you can apply what you learn over there yeah, yeah. back over here so yeah, yeah once you learn one it gets easier to learn another yeah. mm -hmm. mm. um so far out where did i start um uh, the bass well kind of sort of like i actually started with keyboard um my sister got because my sister showed interest in music before I did. So she got a keyboard when she was like 10 and I was 12 and I fiddled with that and enjoyed making all the sound effects on it and stuff like that. Um, and I remember getting to high school uh, and we were made to play keyboard and guitar and keyboard made sense to me, but because guitar, like the two, you know, like the, the neck going this way and then the strings going this way, I, I couldn't get my head around it. It was super impatient and got really frustrated. And I just remember at the time thinking like, I hate guitar, I hate guitar, this sucks. And then that Christmas I got a guitar and I was like the most ingrateful little SO, yeah, SOB, whatever. <laughs> um, and my dad um, signed me up for lessons and uh, I actually just got really lucky and had a, a really amazing teacher. 
an Irishman by the name of Joe McManus, who, um, yeah, really incorporated a great sense of playfulness and humor um, and really encouraged me. Even when I gave it up, like I gave up music when I was just getting super frustrated because I was listening to all this progressive metal and I was like, I want to be a shredder, but I suck. I give up and stopped for like six months and then it's ran hard. into my yeah and it's hard and then <laughs> ran into my guitar teacher and he's like what are you doing <laughs> i don't know i just want to play fast man yeah, he's like, <laughs> some lessons. And then i think i think the difference i think the thing that changed there was that it was then my choice it wasn't thrust upon me it was like i had it decided i didn't want it went without it realized the value it had and then and then started playing for myself when I was when I was about 16. And then I discovered bass. I started listening to Rush and I was like, whoa, bass guitar, holy crap. So I started playing bass and then I picked up drums when I was like 19 and started playing synths and stuff in my 20s. And yeah, I guess I've always, I've always sang, I've always sang, but yeah, that's kind of the journey for me. I played guitar in high school, um, probably like many others, like I got into music during that time. Um, but once I got kind of like, okay at guitar all I wanted to do was just like write songs and record them <clears throat> and I slowly like sort of got really into that over the last like five or six years but I really wanted to play like rock music but I didn't have a band so I kind of like I was like okay well, I'll have to learn how to play drums and learn how to record drums and learn how to play bass and learn how to sing so I kind of picked all that up to be able to do it all on my own um, but yeah I've slowly just kind of like built like I could well, more like accumulated like recording gear and stuff much the same probably as Lachlan at the loft and gotten a bit more into like mixing and recording and all that but at uni like I kept getting into groups just like three other guitarists and I was like all right well I'll play bass because I don't mind playing the bass and that just like kind of kept happening <laughs> people, <laughs> people say the bass chooses you and that was definitely <laughs> yes <laughs> that's pretty much it like to me like practicing i practice bass more than anything these days but like to me like practicing guitar is like tracking a song it's just like trying to write a guitar solo or something is kind of my guitar practice at this point that's what it should be hey i don't know it's it, it i also get what you mean it's it is like and you realize you could do it all yourself it almost feels like you have to do that <clears throat> yeah i don't know because yeah it's hard to find a band and have a like a committed band yeah i kind of just like oh, i'll just do it all on my own and then you realize how beneficial it is to yeah be in a band. Yeah. Like, yeah i got really related nice. question you know <laughs> when i like probably so when I found out, to... so yeah, or when I found out about Tame Impala as well, and realized, yeah, it's, mm, is this Australian dude that's doing just that? And I was like, well, I probably yeah. do that, you know. It's probably what we all have in common. Like at some point, we're like, yeah, we want to make a whole thing on our own. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Um. So on that sort of same um, topic, have you always wanted to be in a band or? You know, having a solo project has been always what you dreamed of doing and the bands just sort of happen. For me, it's both. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing beats like syncing up with a group of musicians with no click track or anything like that and then other people responding to that. Um, and 
the more freedom each of those people in the band have, the better it is. So like if you're a solo person and you want that, but you're trying to get a band to play all of the stuff that you've written and you, and they have to play it exactly how you've played it, it's it you don't get the same effect. A band is like its own little thing, but I think everybody also wants something that's just like theirs. Yeah. Um, that's what I've found anyways. Definitely. I, I would 100% agree with that. I always kind of visioned myself being in a band first because I thought that was really the only way to do it until kind of like, yeah, the Tame Impala thing kind of came around. And that was an inspiration of like, you can do it all on your own. Like the software is available. The technology is not like, because I, I don't know, I listen to a lot of 70s, 80s stuff. And so I was just kind of purely influenced by those guys and like how limited they all were. And so I didn't even think, think of, um, yeah, I can just do it by myself now. I can just download some program and make my own music in my home. <laughs> you know, and so if you can record it, then, you know, why not? Yeah, exactly. Why shouldn't you? You're missing that almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a, in a way, but at the same time, I've always wanted to be in a band. I always wanted to be yeah, a no, that's it. rock star and just be exactly. on stage with a bunch of bros and just shred for a bit. Um, and then, yeah, I think similarly, like the seeing people like Tame Impala and Mac DeMarco and people like Todd Rundgren before them, like seeing that it could be done, that, that kind of keeps it interesting for me in, in the meantime when I'm not doing band stuff. But I think band yeah. for me is like, the priority and, and the, the sort of more pure expression sure. Sure. of music. Yeah. If, if there can be such a thing. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Like for instance, we can jam a whole complete song for the first time ever. Yet if you want to do that on your own, it'll take like four times as long. Mm. Yeah. Or like, so for instance, oh, or 10 times as long. And mm. so it's just, there's less flow yeah. um, and, and less pressure on a positive side too, I guess. Mm. Pros and cons. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But for instance, like every single one of our live shows, which is one of my favorite things about this band hands down is that we usually start the show with a jam and it is completely improvised. There is like, no, like, yeah, we're going to play this before we play. Like, it's just, People are checking their lines. Something will be playing over, like the, the speakers. Someone will like pick up on that riff, and we'll just play off one another. And it all it always just like builds into this really cool organic jam, and it's, it's become a bit <laughs> yeah. of a hallmark of, of what we do. That's good. <laughs> and we also do that every time we practice as well. Like mm. we we don't get into running a song straight away. We always yeah. just don't say anything. Start playing once it feels like it's kind of come to an end then we get into actual practice the first time we played summer shower wasn't planned i don't think lucky just started playing the chords and then we we just ran the song there you go mm. and that's now like our favorite song yeah well i mean it's mine i think it's lucky's <laughs> there you go yeah it's mine it's mine <laughs> um I know you mentioned about improvisation and is that how you like to create songs um, generally or is it more someone brings a few ideas and then you work off that? I think it's both. 
It's a good question. I mean, a lot it of the all, time. Yeah. I was just going to say it's like a lot of the time, yeah, Lucky's bringing his stuff to the table. But like Lucky might be improvising when he's creating that seed idea anyway. Mm. I'll let you answer that. Yeah, no, well, you, you pretty much got it. Like it, it is often, yeah, I think my general workflow is I'll hear something, whether I dream it, which has happened, uh, or whether just this this melody or these chords will just like come into my head and I'm like, okay, I've got to get this, go get this out. And then um, that'll either be in, in a moment where I'm just alone and I can sort of record, I, I'm a huge um, devotee of voice memos on the phone. Um, so I just like, whenever I get an idea, I'll hum it or play it with whatever's around, get it down and then either flesh it out that way or it'll come out naturally in a jam. Um, but yeah, in either scenario, it's this sort of, most of the time it feels like the song already exists and I'm just sort of like tuning into it and like yeah. bringing it here. And um, yeah, sometimes I do that in isolation and then bring it to the band and then it morphs and evolves into its own thing or it can just happen like in the moment when we're all in the room together. Yeah. Um, do you have any advice for new artists to improve their songwriting? Yeah. Mine would be um, just like listen to as many different styles and then try and play those styles and then spend like just as much time improvising so that you're working those ideas back into what your actual style is. Um, that mm. helped me like immeasurably um, to mm. just break out of a genre and mm. not decide on what kind of genre mm. you'll play in. Like, yeah, I still haven't decided. <laughs> yeah, That's... like you don't have to define your own sound. Like, you know what I mean? If, or yeah, it doesn't have to even be a genre. If, yeah. if that label gets thrown on you, you could either be like, yeah, sure, why not? And just like let someone else say something completely different. It's like I think it's this. I think yeah. it's like goth surf rock death metal yeah because um, you know what i mean it's just like whatever i don't know all that's gonna do is put up barriers and that's what mm. i would say it's just yeah. like pretty much to say that same thing like don't limit yourself the moment you say like oh actually this sound is a bit too pop for this kind of song or something then like you're like limiting the potential of that song mm. yeah often ideas just it's it's nice to see them to the to the natural end um i will say I think for me, what really helped, uh, especially in getting me to a place where I could write and write consistently and write stuff that reflected what I was hearing in my head or whatever, is learn like your favorite songs, like find the songs that you really like, really enjoy and learn those and then rip them off and then make them your own. And I think that's, that's a good starting point for anyone. For sure. I think like a lot of people don't like to feel like they're taking ideas, but that's kind of really how a lot of our influences got their best results. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's like great artists steal and like good artists borrow or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and I would say don't focus on music theory as much. Like that's my, I fell into that trap because I, I found it really interesting, but it's also a case of, yeah, you could like 
read up or watch as much as you want about music theory and that will help you but if you're not feeling it that's yeah you're just going to kind of create something that's super complicated or it's not going to feel genuine or authentic so mm. it won't help mm. you heaps in the long run yeah. you might as well just make something and then if you want to analyze it later then you should do that yeah. and that's, that's fine i heard a, i heard a great quote um this last week i think it was one of those great jazz pianists. I'm not sure whether it was Duke Ellington or whatever. Um, in relation to music theory, uh, this person never learned. And um, when asked why, they were like, I don't get paid to read. I get paid to play. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think fi like final little add-on there is um, I think uh, it's really important to find um, people, people you resonate with and to, to play with and off other people. Like, yeah. Just, just put yourself out there. Find, find other musicians to play with, and you'll learn. You'll learn way more than you will in the book, I'm sure. For yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you won't. Um, or just as much. Yeah, you won't even yeah. like have time to think about the theory if you're in that moment either. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Just... And to to bookend that, I would say like, especially in this like uh, day and age, get a laptop and an interface and a couple mics, like. 100% learn production techniques yeah. and start making stuff yourself. Um, Use the studio like as an instrument and don't yeah, be scared exactly. to add just whatever sounds you can think of to something. Yeah. Sort of no rules. Um, so what has been um, your favourite song that has been released so far? <laughs> well... We haven't actually released any songs yet. Um, Surprise. But, uh, <laughs> um, but we do have an exciting announcement on that note. And it is that we're going to release our first single, What Changed, on Friday, the 1st of October. So put that in your little calendar or whatever. Um, down. Yeah, it's official. You yeah. heard it here first. What's new on the scene? Breaking news. <laughs> That's what's new on the scene. <laughs> yeah. um moving on to the band comp would you be able to um describe that experience and um say who your favorite artist was Ooh. i think i personally think <clears throat> well stole it yeah or slapjack i don't know between those two Slapjack was so good on that stage. And I think that Well definitely have a, a performance side of them that kind of makes it so much more than, yeah, well, I mean, just music. They're kind of, they're weird, but they're also like, it's, it's humorous, but it's also. It's got theatrics. Yeah, yeah, theatric yeah. elements to it. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Yeah. But Slapjack are just tight, like they're, Super tight. Mm. Yeah, I would say well or in Amada. Amada mm. was just this solo artist that like put down heaps hard vocals over some pretty hard beats and just like owned the energy with one person, which is heaps challenging. That's so true. For sure. Um, how how did you guys enjoy the experience though? I think um, it was it the was... best sounding stage that we've played on. Easily, easily. That was the one thing that hit me the most was like, yeah, I can hear everything view. so clearly, dude. Yeah. 
and being on the stage, like thinking about how many artists have played the like carnival or King Gizzard and stuff. It's yeah. mm. it's so it channels a lot it of it does. Yeah, it feels yeah. different. It feels different. Mm. That was very cool. Yeah, it's very cool to play at Burrow Absolutely. It, it was interesting playing a short set as well, because every yeah. song you were like leaving it all on the stage it wasn't like oh yeah we'll warm up with the first two then we'll crack mm. out the good ones it's like the whole time you're just like going for it mm. um, and i think yes. to that point it was our best performance yeah i felt i remember feeling quite good about it like wasn't our last one our best one? Oh no it was but it was prior to that you know what i mean the best of the time yes yeah for sure Something about think... being high up too. I don't know what it was. It's like yeah. you can kind of see. It's because mm. I was I couldn't see anyone in the, in the audience at all. Yeah, I, it's not like I don't know. There's not as much pressure for whatever reason. I, I <laughs> levitated. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was high up, <laughs> like literally and emotionally. You know. Mm. Name each of your musical influences and hopefully they inspired you to become a musician. If not, maybe they're someone that you've been listening to recently. Oh, boy. Where do we start? <laughs> ACDC, I was in you five. No, actually, yeah, I heard NT on the radio when I was in, like, kindergarten or something. And I got an Epiphone sg like which is basically a copy of angus young's guitar yeah and i was just like i thought they were the coolest band ever and that's <laughs> i don't know dude <laughs> <laughs> and then it was metallica same thing i thought they were the best but not anymore <laughs> and then it was pink floyd and yeah mm, that was the nail in the coffin pretty much like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's- wow yeah. There's so I would, many. I would say, like, my drumming has been influenced by Carnival, like, probably the most out of any other band. Um, and I fully don't know the drummer's name, but he's just, like, in a league of his own. And his dynamics and different beats and styles are all really um, outside of kind of any genre that you could put it in. It's all pretty crazy. Um, so, yeah, Carnival. Wow, that, that was that was simple. I, I wish I could um, simplify like that. Uh, God, I mean, I grew up on uh, the Beach Boys and and the Beatles. Um, Hendrix blew my mind as a teenager. Um, so did I remember hearing like progressive metal for the first time when I got to high school and hearing bands like Dream Theater and Opeth and being like, "What? You can make music like that? Oh my God!" But I also really love, you know, 80s, 80s synth pop, new wave kind of stuff like Devo, um, you know, Tame Impala, Mac DeMarco, all these kinds of dudes. Pink Floyd was huge. Um, all those prog bands from the 70s, 60s pop acts, like the list just goes on. Oh, I remember this morning, my friend and I were listening to The Hurt, the Australian hip hop group, and I actually had had a moment when I was like 16 I've just formed my first band and um I was on this like youth entertainment committee and they had this like traveling 
um, show with Earthboy that came to like regional towns in Australia and I actually got to meet Earthboy. Um, and, you know, I wasn't a hip hop fan at the time. I was very much like a metalhead, hard rock kind of dude. But he was just so encouraging and his, his story of just starting out on the streets sort of thing was, was really inspiring. And he actually, yeah, kind of helped elevate me at a time where I was questioning whether playing music was, was right for me. Really cool. Earth boy. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah. What about you, Jake? Um, during high school, like I went through like phases with metal and stuff. But um, one day, one music teacher, he showed the class the song uh, Reckoner by Radiohead oh, in Rainbows. Yeah. And it was like the first time I'd heard music that was like cinematic, but played by a band. Mm. And it was like felt very visually and like atmosphere sort of sort of vibe driven. So then I was like, sure, I, I want to record something like this. You know, I want to like create music that's more ambient and more like a visual or a film soundtrack or something. But then like towards the end of high school, I got really into like psych rock and stuff as well. When I discovered like MGMT past like electric feel and all that. The second album, congratulations. I listened to like on repeat. Um, yeah, mainly, mainly the psych rock thing, to be honest, like I got really into um, like early Pink Floyd a little after high school, like Sid Barrett and stuff. And that was super interesting to like look into. I love his like really like sort of janky and like upbeat, like pop sensible, but like one so at the same time. <laughs> so weird. <clears throat> I think that pretty much sums it up though. Mm, I think I feel like I should add on to mine. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> okay. Um I really liked kind of hardcore hardcore punk when i first started playing drums so like really fast hard hitting beats um and then i grew up and became a bit more interested in like prog um and there was this band who was just coming up at the time called animals as leaders and they just blew my mind Fuck like me. they're just there's no other band like it. They're playing like legitimate new music. Um, and then that sent me down a rabbit hole of like, what are the most technical timing bands? So Animals as Leaders, uh, Meshuggah, Periphery, uh, Tesseract, and um, yeah, Car Carnival still kind of fall into that league as well. Um, yeah, to add on. Yeah, I'm going to add on a few more that I've just remembered. Um, I, I listened to a lot of Supertramp growing up, uh, who I still love to this day. David Bowie was huge. Um, Black Flag, I think, inspired my first like proper band. Um, me and my friend Toby were listening to heaps of punk music in year 12, and we were just like, yeah, let's do it. Um, and <clears throat> it was the punk sort of ethos that got allowed me to sort of get over myself a little bit like I didn't do music in high school I was too self-conscious um I did I kept it kept it secret but the punk spirit ran through me and um encouraged me to to start a band and bands like the Pixies as well were hugely influential as well as like Queens of the Stone Age Brian Jonestown Massacre I love Gary Newman I'm gonna leave it there because I could just go on 
Tchaikovsky's great. Yeah, honestly, Tchaikovsky's inspiration to me as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it could uh, go forever. I know, I know. We gotta, we gotta call it somewhere. Genres, especially <clears throat> when you're studying music, you're almost like, the more the You more like more. everything. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you just have to, you have to like sample it and be like, it's completely valid because it's musical art. Yeah. And so suddenly everything's cool. Even experimental stuff that sounds like absolute nonsense and just shit. Like <laughs> sometimes it as you can expand it as much as you want, as long as it's someone's intentionally done it that way and they've organized it in a way that is artistic or notated it in the way that they wanted to. And it can be repeated. It's, it can be so interesting. Like, the avant-garde music, you can go down a huge rabbit hole of just like, what the, what is this? Like, yeah. Not anything. Sure, yeah. sure yeah. people like this. Yeah. And then the more so you... we'd, all, we'd all take inspiration from like every genre yeah. now, hey? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so what are the top three songs or albums that each of you have on repeat at the moment? Ooh. All right, Top straight three. up. Straight up. Okay. I've been listening to lots of Songs for the Deaf by Queens of the Stone Age, revisiting nice. that. That has been so good. Uh, I've been listening to Chamber of Refle Reflection by Mac DeMarco. I've been playing that on the piano, and that's been really fun. And Pond, Australian band Pond, who I absolutely adore, have a new album coming out, and I've been listening to their song, America's Cup, off the new album. Um. I've been listening to heaps of Frank Sinatra. Ooh. Just like not any particular yeah. albums, like in the way small hours, it's like, oh. yeah, it's just the best. So album. nice. Yeah. That it's is really good. Yeah. That's one album that I binge all the time because it's just mm. very pleasant. Um, Neurosis, they're like a industrial metal band. Um, they're pretty cool. Uh, through Silver and Blood is the album. And aside from that, I actually can't really think of anything. I love Gajira, so I'm kind of always shuffling one of their albums at some point. So I'll just, any of their albums, basically. Yeah. I recently found some cool tracks that I've never heard of before that I've been listening to a lot. Some yeah. um, Hang On To A Dream by Gandalf. Oh, Gandalf, nice. I only like just found it. It's really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, another one um, would be by this group, Zodiac. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's like a 60s thing. Yeah, it's like 60s psych rock. Um, their song, Taurus, the Voluptuary, <gasps> really tripped out. Oh, I know that album. It's like got one track for each sign of the Zodiac. It does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and the Taurus, I mean, I'm a Taurus, so I'm biased, but the Taurus the, song is the best one. The second track <laughs> is really cool. <laughs> you would say that like broad shoulder, <laughs> of hope. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. It's so good. It is really cool. <laughs> Other than that, just kind of random stuff, just shuffling like big pl massive playlists with all the stuff that I know. It's kind of a generally how it goes. I'm um I'm actually listening to this R&B like single release called Unguarded by Jordan Rakai. 
which is heaps different to what I usually listen to. Um, but for some reason, I've just been playing it on repeat for about a week. Um, other than that, uh, the album Impulse Voices by Pliny, um, which was dropped this year, uh, last year. Um, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I've pretty much always got, yeah, Tesseract shuffling if I'm not listening to anything else. Um, moving on to um, sort of venues that you may have played at, is there anyone in particular that is your favourite? And is there anywhere that is your dream venue for a show? The Hammer. Yeah, the hammer. <laughs> I was going to say the last. The back, the back room at the Hammer is, is the oh, dream venue. That's the dream back venue, room, yeah. The back room at the Hammer is our dream venue because no, we haven't, no, no, haven't got the to play there. No, no. No, the last is the last is my favorite. The last is home, sure. man. Yeah, the last yeah. treats us really well. We always have a good time at the last. Yeah. And they pretty much finished their renovations. Like that's gonna be oh, that's true. pretty much good to go. So Stoke. super exciting. Oh, yeah. New stage. Um, but the real dream, uh, I don't know, Locke, you've got a pretty pretty cool vision in mind. Yeah, so there's um a rock. A big rock called Mount Mount Fuji, Um, and they have a rock festival called Fuji Fest. Um, And so I've just always said for the last little while, like, oh, I want to go there. I want to go there. But then, I've probably the last year or so, I've been like just saying when I'm amongst the band, like, yeah, we'll play Fuji Festival. That would be sick. So. Yeah, it's better than any kind of stadium or anything like that. Yeah. Big old, big rock. I don't know if I have like a dream venue. Sure. Fiji sounds pretty sick. I don't know, maybe Wembley Stadium. Yeah, that's a classic. I think um, just Actually, kind of... Oh, yeah. I want to take that back and say Pompeii. Nice. Oh, dude, that's a good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amen. For sure. That could be so. <laughs> I mean, unless we find the lost city of Atlantis in between now and then, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool too. Be some hydrophonic recordings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the moon. Dude. Just play on the moon. I don't know. I'm that's... I'm skeptical of the moon. <laughs> made a paper. Don't reckon they'd have a good writer. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, unless it's like it is actually made of cheese and it's actually delicious, then yeah, sure. We'll play the moon. It would have molded by now. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no contaminants in the environment. To... True. It's not moldy, so it's just cheese. cheese. There's no air. Yeah, and isn't it really cold <laughs> in space? So it's in the fridge. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Prime. All right, we're playing the moon, boys. <laughs> and first band to play on the moon, go fund me. Oh, wasn't that King Cruel, though? Aren't they the first band on the moon? They've got, like, a whole set on YouTube. It's first band on the moon. Check it out. Oh, we'll be the first on Venus, anyway. Mm. Mm. Um, Are there any artists that you would be interested in collaborating with in particular um, and maybe anyone from the band comp as well? Yeah, well, we... In, um, 
in our uni degree last year for collaborative music making, Jake, Liam and I did this really awesome song um, with one of our peers, Natalie Davis, who has an amazing voice. Um, and she wrote some lyrics and like the melody over the top of this really like beautiful, dreamy progression that Liam wrote. And it just, it just like evolved into this really, really special song. It was um, really, really groovy, but it was like kind of grounded at the same time. That was soul as well. That's good. Mm, mm. Yeah. So I'd love to, I'd love to revisit that. Like I really loved the, the way Liam's mind and Natalie's mind blended. And that was when, that was the first time the three of us jammed together. Mm. Liam on guitar. I was actually on, on drums and like drum machine. Jake was on bass and it was like, okay, yeah, I really like working with these guys. And I'd, I'd love to work with, with Natalie again. I think it'd be yeah, interesting sure. to work with Well. I personally like to work with Well on something. Mm. Oh, we we're talking cool. about we we're talking about an East Coast tour with Well. Yeah. We were they're probably they're too good for us. What? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> no, nah, they're extremely. Good. They're our, yeah, they're extremely good. They're, and they're our bros. And like mm. Duncan's probably one of the nicest people on this planet. Mm. Um, yeah. So like. I would second that. Definitely love to work on well, work with yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be weird. That'd be cool. I would love we to could play like... at the same time. Oh, same yeah. yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. The wow. last that's coming. What are you going to yeah. say, Jay? I was just going to say it'd be cool to do some covers with them. Yeah. But even just, yeah, yeah, like playing more happens. shows. Playing more or shows. Any shows at all. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> To make it happen. Yeah, it's happening. Um, so in terms of a set list, do you always play um, similar sort of songs or do you always include a few surprise ones so the audience is aware that, yes, you are still trying to engage them, you know, on a long night out? Hmm. Bit of both. changed really. out. We changed our whole set recently, mm. bar, bar like three songs. Three or four. Yeah. 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 yeah so um, we, we, I think we've always played What Changed, which is the single that's coming out on the 1st of October, which will be available on all streaming platforms. Um, uh, and what else? Uh, Summer Shower has become a, a, a little, little favorite of ours. Uh, and that was really, I think it was when we started playing Summer Shower that High Pedestrian came into its own uh and and we realized that it and sugar dog and the objects of desire were kind of two different things um so summer shower is a mainstay and we we closed the set with that um i think i think we always play you don't gotta run no more as well yeah i think um, i'll always play that one yeah and and as i as i mentioned earlier like we always sort of start with an improvised jam that's that's always different and totally unique to that that setting that context um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll occasionally throw in like a, a, a cheeky cover, yeah. you know, at the end and we, we try and spice that up. Yeah. We were going to refresh it soon too. Mm -hmm. Oh, we shouldn't say actually. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was nearly going to drop that, but we'll keep that up. Yeah, we'll just leave it. Yeah. I think you don't got to run no more. Also, it defines a lot of what we like about our different genres, like our different mm. classes. Mm. That's my favorite thing about that song too. 
Summer Shower is a very feel like it's very expressive, which feels amazing to play. Mm. And then you don't go to run no more. It's just, it makes me so happy. It's it's kind of like two songs. Like it's kind of like a T, it's kind of like a car accident. It's like a T. One (laughs) song just T bones the other one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what happened? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's sick. It's, it's probably the most satisfying song to play. Yeah, yeah. Like when we 100%. nail it, when we nail it, yeah. it's so good. There's a few, there's a few minutes in there where it's like on the seat of your pants kind of thing. It's a bit <laughs> tricky, but we always pull through, and it's like, yeah, yeah. we made yeah. it. Yeah. Um, are there any gigs that you did announce but then were cancelled due to COVID? I don't think we, so. We actually scraped through very well with our planning. We did, yeah. We yeah. had one gig maybe six weeks ago or so. It was right at the start of July. And that was the High Pedestrian debut with the Headness at the Lass. Um, and that was amazing. And then, yeah, then all this stuff started happening and, and that was it. And we didn't have anything planned. Um, so, no. Um, in terms of goals for the next year, is there anything in particular that the band is going to focus on? We're recording an EP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Featuring a lot of those songs that we've mentioned, uh, like Summer Shower and You Don't Go Run No More and who knows what else. But yeah, we're going to do it all ourselves as well. That's the exciting thing. Like Locke's, mm. Locke's quite talented. I mean, everyone's got skills in, in recording. Um, yeah. But Locke's sort of like taking the mantle and um, yeah. does a pretty pretty fine job of it. And you will find out how fine a job he does when you listen to What Changed on the 1st of October. Got to get those plugs in wherever I can. <laughs> it's good too, like all four of us kind of have recording capabilities at our respective homes. Mm. If we had yeah. to, we could probably record an EP like remotely. It'd, yeah, be, less, so it'd be less fun, but like. Mm. It's We've kind possible. of been doing that as well. Like just recording scratch tracks. Like I recorded some guitar and vocals at home and then sent it to Locke and then he recorded some drums and was like, what do you think? And then Jake added some bass and, you know, so there's ways we can do the band thing. Um, you know, in these circumstances, but it's it's not ideal. Yeah, we can but, still tick away at pre-production. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if for some reason we went into lockdown for like six months, uh, we probably would end up just creating something in the for meantime. Sure. Um, but yeah, we kind of work at like six, 12 month in- increments anyway. So mm-hmm. if it doesn't ha- happen this half of the year, it ends up happening next half of the year. Yeah. Do you have a message for any new fans that will be listening to your music and fans that will be coming to a future gig? Thanks. Oh, brace was, yeah, yeah, brace yourself. <laughs> and also, yeah, just thanks for coming. Yeah. Showing support. Um, yeah. We really, like, um, just love, do, like, doing what we do. And, like, I mm. personally just love crafting a little experience that's very different each time. Mm. um and yeah it's just like for whoever wants to come and like partake in it and it's much better to play with play to a room full of people than Mm. half full Mm. um yeah so yeah 
thanks and brace yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, we obviously, like, first and foremost, we play music um, for ourselves, but I think we're pretty intentional, like, when we're sort of creating an atmosphere. And, and so it's, yeah, it's just, it's really nice when people respond to that. So yeah. thanks. Good luck. Hope everyone's doing well, um, you know, building healthy habits and homes and lives and whatnot. And we look forward to rocking with you all real soon. 100%. Anyone else got anything to add? I hope it's as fun for everyone else as it is for us to play this. Yeah. Games. Yeah. They can't. They can't be having as much fun as us. <laughs> they can try that. They can try. <clears throat> Um, well, it's been great chatting with High Pedestrian today, and I'm sure your fans are really looking forward to the new song coming out October 1st. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm sure um, any upcoming gigs I'll be really keen to get tickets for. Um, it's been great hearing about, I guess, your journeys and where you've come to now and hopefully in lockdown you guys can be productive and get that new music you know out there to the fans um especially in lockdown it's really important to reach out to your favorite artists and fans and let them know that you are yes thinking of them and you know send them a dm say how great their performance of the band comp was as well or any recent gigs that they have had. Um, if you can buy a merch, that's really awesome too. But, yeah, just let them know that you are thinking of them because if they know that you love their music, they'll be able to put on more gigs and essentially that gives you an opportunity to go and see them live. So, um, yeah, DM away I think is the message. <laughs> Yeah, DM away. Uh, and I think it's just really important to check in with everyone, like during this time, like friends, family. You know, I've really been enjoying long phone calls with friends near and far. Yeah, connection. You know, we all need it, and it is. Uh, we just got to get creative in, in how we we fulfil that need in these times. Yeah, 100%. It's the first time I've seen you guys in weeks. Which yeah, is I know. Sad. Like, that's, yeah. that's, so I definitely yeah. see what you mean. But it can't last forever. No. And we'll be out there rocking the world before too long, I'm sure. Yeah. Check out the other episodes that have been uploaded to Spotify and where else you get your favourite podcasts. We've been what's new on the scene. See you next time. Bye. Thanks, Amanda. Thank you.